We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world. Built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to Payne.tv slash gold. All right, folks, I am just finally getting settled back in. I've done a couple of shows since the baby was born. Uh, I want to share some personal information with you this evening, folks, and this is going to be my wife and I's birth plan and how to overcome adversity and how to get yourself ready to be your own advocate in this wild and crazy world that we live in in today. So as you know, we were reading from the book Birth Without Violence. I am going to try to finish that up either tonight or in the next episode. Uh, In between there, we got the episode 88 out with Wide Awake Jim. You should check that out, folks. Lots of charts, lots of graphs. We are working through the climate hustle, and we are getting uh, to the point in which we're going to show you how these guys are using the climate hustle to move forward with universal basic income and central bank digital currency which will be tied to a carbon credit based system obviously you guys have probably been following this whole crypto catastrophe that's going on that ties into it as well obviously every single thing going on around this world does not have a singular purpose nor does just one event cause any of these uh rollouts of the new programs like cbdc they have multiple events going on each of these touch different groups of people and then they're able to force the adoption through various personalized choose your own adventure feedback loop echo chambers which we've covered here on this show so we'll eventually get back into that stuff uh i'm doing an ongoing series with wide awake jim and we're going to be covering this over the next few weeks and then jim and i are going to do a solutions-based show how to overcome this stuff in your life i'm going to see if we can get mike moore involved uh and maria albanese and maybe do a four-person panel discussion maybe a three four hour show and we'll be able to cover Uh, solutions that we have to overcome this matrix to either live one foot in and one foot out how to just ride it out inside the system i guess and try to make it last as long as you can how we can start to build our own homesteads how we can look to maybe 
join together, buy a big piece of land to go build a breakaway civilization. I don't know. I have lots of ideas. It's just trying to figure out what the best course of action is, what's most realistic, what insulates us the most for the longest period of time. So we're going to be doing all of that stuff, folks. And I do want to get back to and finish Birth Without Violence for you. I decided not to start the show with this today because the memories, uh, they're seared into my mind of what occurred over the 56 hours that my wife Maggie was laboring. But I'd like to get that out on uh, tape as soon as possible before I start to forget that, before I delve back into the uh, beginning of eugenics, going back to the late 1800s. I was actually rereading some documents today, listening to the last couple of episodes I recorded before I went on maternity leave. Yes, I took a male maternity leave. But before I uh, uh, did, I kind of forgot some of that stuff, obviously, through so much emotion and everything that went on over the last week. Uh, I had to go back and refresh my memory and figure out what I had already covered. So I'm going to go deep, 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 deep into eugenics, uh, sterilization, and then show you how that has progressed into the current transhumanist movement, and then we're going to tie transhumanism into technocracy. So we're going to get back on track with that. But I wanted to record this. Maria Albanese wanted me to record this. She said it's very valuable information, and it's also part of the collection that I'm building here, recording all these episodes are part of the homeschooling that uh, William will be going through in the future, folks. The real history history of our country the things that really matter at this point so he understands uh, the world that he's living in and can figure out how he wants to live his life inside or outside of that system so let's start with this uh my wife and i's journey into wanting to do a non-medicated home birth and this all started when we found out that she was pregnant in February, about middle to late February, we figured that out. And so immediately we started talking to various friends of ours, including Maria Albanese, and said, listen, we don't want to be inside this Rockefeller medical industrial complex. I'm very lucky. Maggie and I have not been together that long. As many of you know, I went through a divorce not long ago. We met, we fell in love immediately. It started out like this. A friend of mine who I was doing Instacart with, uh, I had only known him for a month or so. He says, I want to introduce you to this woman. Now, he tells me this while him and I were sitting down in a place called Beer and Wine. It's a little um, sort of micro brew beer store with some high-end beers and wines. And they also serve alcohol. And this is in Montgomery County, Maryland. And so I had owed him, I don't really go out to the bar. I haven't gone out to the bar really since my 30s. You know, um, I just don't really do that anymore. I spent about six, seven years being married, running a photography business, and really just didn't have time. So I had met him up here in Maryland after my divorce had started, and I left Nashville, Tennessee. And so he says to me, uh, he helped me, he helped me out with something. And so I said, I owe you dinner and I owe you a drink. And so we go out to eat. I bought him a burger or something. I don't know. He wasn't into fancy food. So I get him a burger at this bar. And then he says, I want you to check out this other place. I said, man, I'm tired. I really want to go home. 
at that time, I was getting up at 5 in the morning and then working all day until 10 o'clock at night. So he says, no, man. He says, no, I want, I want to... Uh, I want you to come over to this place. So we go over to this uh, little place, beer and wine, and we're having a drink. And he says, I want to introduce you to this girl that I know. I think you guys will really get along. She just recently went through a divorce. She's the nicest person in the world. I said, oh, man, no, 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 no. I'm not even looking for a woman for another year. I want to... get my shit together i've got to save some money again because of the divorce and i've got to try to buy a piece of property out in west virginia and then i'm going to look for somebody and still try to have a kid and so he said no you got to meet her you got to meet her i said no no i don't want to meet her he said well too late she's right there literally this girl walks in and she is gorgeous right and her eyes are beautiful her butt was beautiful and boom she speaks and i didn't know what the accent was i didn't know she was polish and i said oh my god this is like a dream come true and the next thing you know her and i are talking uh for a few minutes we go outside at that time i was still smoking cigarettes so i go out there to smoke a cigarette and we're talking literally 10 minutes into knowing each other um and pretty much everyone in montgomery county is vaccinated except apparently me and her and boom we clicked folks no vaccine clicked like that ever since then we were pretty much together almost every day since we met so it was a match made in heaven Uh, She loves the outdoors. She's an avid hiker. I think she hiked uh, 21 miles in one day once when we were in Poland. She's pregnant. She made me me hike seven miles up this really steep mountain with her. So she loves hiking. She loves camping. Uh, We go camping on an island here called Assateague Island where there's wild horses. And so she took me there several times. So she loved the outdoors. She loves nature. Uh, and then eventually, like I went to Poland, I met her family, very family oriented, uh, traditional folks. And so it was this match made in heaven. Everything was right. She's uh, 39. I'm 41. And we knew what we wanted out of life. Um, we had gone through divorces. She wanted a kid out of that marriage. She didn't get it. I wanted one out of my former marriage. I didn't get it. I guess everything happens for a reason. So we end up having a kid. We were really planning on doing it, uh, going into this next year coming up, but it just happened. We weren't trying, but we weren't not trying. And so it was the most exciting time when we discovered this in February. So we had already talked about, since the day we met, about how we'd raise a child. Uh, I talked to her about homeschooling. We talked about vaccines. We talked about, you know, a home birth and not doing it in the hospital. So as soon as we knew she was pregnant, we went into high gear. I talked to Maria Albanese. We start doing our research, looking at all the midwiferies around this area. We end up making some calls. We find one. It's called Riverside Midwifery. Uh, fantastic people owned by Nanette Jenkins and there's a team there now of Nikki, Heather, Grace and Chris. Okay, they're all midwives in this group. So, we go and we immediately sign up with this uh, midwifery and boom, we're part of the group, part of the family. Really good, really cool place, uh, small little home, two-level home and that's the office. And so we join up with them, and then they tell us, well, it's your first birth, so you have to get a doula. So we start doing research, and we end up with a woman named Alyssa Kinney. 
one of the kindest, most fantastic people on the planet. So now we have this doula, and our doula was a hundred percent for natural birth, no medications. She is like as natural as you could possibly get. All right, she's open and honest. She has three kids; they're not vaccinated. Um, and so we end up with a good team and then in the midwifery it's a mix like one of the women's kid is not vaccinated one has uh some vaccines another one has vaccines so we ended up being surrounded by a very diverse group of people but all people who love life and bringing life into the world and love children all right these are not obgyns that do abortions on wednesdays and deliver babies on thursdays uh, we ran into a couple of those while we were looking at doctors and so we said i don't know that sounds a little bit strange uh, we want someone whose practice is centered around life now you can say well my practice is centered around women's health so i do abortions and i deliver babies okay that's your thing i'm not here to judge i'm just saying we wanted someone who was centered around life uh, the love of life and so we found that team we put it together so we end up with Alyssa Kinney we end up with Riverside Midwifery and then we uh, wanted to take a birth class and so we're looking around and there is something called the Bradley method written by a Dr. Bradley some of the stuff has been updated over the years but it turns out Alyssa Kinney our doula is actually the teacher and the instructor for the Bradley Method. And that is a 10-week, two-hour-a-week course. So we end up with Alyssa for the birth classes. And Bradley Method centers around women, not necessarily who want to do home birth, but who want to do birth without using any pain medications. So we end up in that class, met a fantastic group of people. There was about 10 couples total in that class uh four or five of them were in person and then the other ones were on zoom so we didn't really get to know them but all the ones in person we got to know in fact we're going to be uh taking our baby out to eat probably in the coming month or so with a couple we met in that class and their newborn child ellie so it was great we built everything uh around this whole natural life this whole natural birth and so we started making sure we were eating all farm fresh that's where we got really really uh dedicated uh, to growing our gardens. We hooked up with a lady named Farmer Carol. She's fantastic. She has a farm where we buy a lot of our vegetables, all of our farm fresh eggs. She sources stuff from other farmers in the area. And then we started using a few different butchers where we get organic meats. A friend of mine up in Harper's Ferry area in West Virginia, he raises cattle on his land. And so we got some beef from him. So we started building a community around us of people who were interested in the things we were and not it's it's not a monolith because some people are covid vaccinated some are not some use other vaccines and not others so it's not like everyone is exactly the same so you still have to be careful you're not looking to start fights but you're building a community of people around you who love life who love nature who are about living as naturally as possible so that is how our journey started when we get back i'm going to start to talk to you 
about what happened uh, when my wife went into labor, what our plan was, and then what happened at the hospital. I want to give you guys some insight into the Rockefeller Medical Industrial Complex from someone who went into the hospital hating them and came out of it still hating them but realizing there are a few good souls out there working within that system i'll be right back this is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold Play it now with Game Pass. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ping.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. Yeah, folks, I was just thinking over the break, too. I forgot to mention, right? So we're sitting down at this little table inside the beer and wine, and I remember I did my Trump impression, and I had her laughing so hard. Maggie almost fell out of her seat. No, she was not drunk. She had one drink while we were there called a Frosé. It's like a slushy mixed with wine, like like ice, crushed ice mixed with wine. And so she loved the Trump impression. And uh, between that and the no vaccine, boom, that was it, folks. Love at first sight. And so uh, I remember that. It was great. But you know what? Take this away. Lesson number one, because uh, we're talking about life. We're talking about love. Lesson number one, if you're feeling down, if your life is totally flipped upside down and crushed and your spirit is crushed, uh, just remember, life can turn around in a moment, folks. It's just magical. And I have to give credit to my dear friend, Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine Podcast on Fridays, because when my divorce started in Nashville, I remember Maria saying, look, it's over. It's over. Too many things were said. Too many things were done. Just pack up and leave. Get the heck out of there. Go somewhere else. And so I remember I started looking around at houses to rent in Nashville, or in the suburbs of Nashville, even up into some rural areas. And Maria said, no, just get the hell out of there. She said, the photography business is ruined. It's not like you have clients that you need there. Your family's not there. You moved there for your ex-wife at the time, my wife. She said, just, just get out of that area and start fresh. So it just so happened that my sister lived in Frederick, Maryland, where I am now. And she said to me, hey, um, 
my landlord, because my sister lives in downtown Frederick, she's more of like a downtown type. She said, my landlord in Frederick has this little house on the outskirts of the suburbs uh, bordering the rural area. And I said, I don't want to freaking move to Maryland. I spent my life escaping, you know, the Northeast. I grew up in Connecticut. I said, I really don't want to move there. And she said, listen, it's got a huge backyard. It sits on an acre. There's deer in the backyard. There's foxes, groundhogs. And I said, yeah, right. Show me a picture. And she showed me a picture because I was going to miss the deer that would hang out in my yard where we lived outside of Nashville. And there were deer. And I said, all right, I'll give it a shot. I'll move up there because she already had a network of uh, friends. And my friends really just are spread out all over the country because of the nature of the businesses I was involved in in my life in the corporate entertainment business, um, when I was in marketing and, and design, I travel a lot for those. So I have friends all over the place. My, you know, Maria Albanese, a friend of mine, she lives in Florida. Chrissy Piccolo, who I've had on this show, she lives out in Washington State. Uh, my friend Tim Waters, who was Bill Clinton on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno over 200 times. He lives down in Florida. So Dan Golvach, who's been on the show, friend of mine in Texas. So I, I have a lot of friends are spread out all over the place. All my friends from college and high school, they're spread out all over the place as well. So I said, all right, whatever. I'll come up to Frederick. At the time, I was in the middle of doing the gig, gig work because of still COVID and then the divorce. So I said, ah, whatever. I don't really care what market I end up in. And so it, it turned out to be fantastic. So thank you very much, Maria, for telling me that there was someone out there. Maria said, I guarantee if you go somewhere else, you're going to meet a woman uh, and you're going to end up having the family that you wanted. And it worked out so quickly. Uh, it was like magic, folks. So if you're in a bad position, keep your head held high. You know, just pray and uh, don't shut people down talk to people introduce yourself to people build a new network so i met my wife and then from there we built a network of the most fantastic people around us and i'm talking about you know friends i met through my sister uh, my wife has a large number of friends as well that come mainly out of the uh, polish community that she's known since she went to college here 20 years ago in the united states um, and then we have a group of friends now that we met through the midwifery a lot of their clients that we met through there uh, through our doula uh, tonight, there's a woman that we met at the midwifery picnic a couple of months ago who is going to come on the show soon. She knows all about homeopathic medicine. She has three children. They were all uh, home birth. Well, the last one was born premature, so she had to shift to the hospital. This woman and her husband and her three kids just came over tonight with a giant venison roast, asparagus, homemade chocolate chip oatmeal cookies, uh, chocolate oatmeal muffins, biscuits, a bag of apples and, and clementines. I mean, that we just met this person two months ago. Our neighbors, fantastic people. They have three children. They've been checking in on us through the whole birth. Uh, my neighbor, Josh, his grandmother, knitted this uh, camping-themed blanket, a crocheted blanket for... Uh, William before he was even born because they knew my wife was into hiking and camping 
and then they just dropped off a big giant uh, tub of homemade chicken soup last night. So when you go out there with a positive attitude and you look to build a network, a new network, people that are into the similar things that you are, similar ideas, similar similar values, um, you're going to find them, folks. From the YMCA, the lady who's our instructor, Carrie Anderson, fantastic woman. She loves chocolate chip cookies. We bring her chocolate chip cookies. Uh, she came to our baby shower. Another gentleman there named JP has become a good friend of ours. So we have now this wide network of all these friends that we built in and around uh, our journey to deliver this baby at home and in the most healthy way as possible. All right, so never give up, folks. Never give up. You look at me right here. I started a whole new career during this as well. I mean, that's what this show is. I'm still doing some website consulting work, uh, which I got going again. I wasn't really doing that in Nashville because I was running the photography business that my wife, my ex-wife and I had. So just don't give up. Just don't give up. Go look in places for people that you you really jive with, man. You really jive with. And that's important not to give up because things are going to get rough. They're going to get tough. COVID land, high school theater production. We thought that was bad. Uh, one of the causes for my divorce. But you know what? It all worked out in the end. And I think things are meant to be. So go look for new opportunities and you will find them, ladies and gentlemen. Never give up because the road ahead is going to be rough. The technocrats and the transhumanists are advancing at warp speed, ladies and gentlemen, at warp speed. All right, so here was the idea we had with the midwifery, okay? The idea was that my wife was going to give birth at home. And in an ideal situation, she was going to give birth in this tub. So we had a birthing tub. It's filled with warm water. And the idea was that she was going to give birth in that tub. I explained it a couple of episodes ago, the advantages of using a birthing tub. So when you join this midwifery, instead of going to your OBGYN, and you could still use one uh, if you want to, but if you're not, you go to the midwifery every month, and they do a checkup. Um, they do draw some blood. They do send that to LabCorp, and they get certain uh, tests done. And there's reasons for this. Some of this stuff is important, okay? Otherwise, you're really just operating blind, and that's really not too safe. Again, everyone's going to have their own ideas. I'm just uh, laying this out for you. Uh, they want you, or they sort of want you to do a ultrasound at 22 weeks uh, we actually did not do that we read everything we could on ultrasounds and we decided that the risks uh, outweighed the rewards so we did not do the ultrasound we also did not want to know the gender of our child uh, my wife kind of did she's a little more impatient than me but i talked her into it and so we left that uh, as a surprise now what they did with some of the blood work folks because when you have a baby generally right away they put an eye ointment and and so you know i didn't go pull up everything for this show because i'd end up reading all this scientific stuff that i'm not in the uh, mood to do right now so i'm going to give you the basics but basically there's an eye ointment they put in their eyes uh, they give them a vitamin k shot the vitamin k 
is supposed to start generating vitamin K in the baby right away, even though vitamin K naturally builds up about five days into the baby's life. Uh, And then they also give them a hepatitis shot. And there's some other stuff you can do as well. If it's a boy, you can have them circumcised right away. And so we asked the midwives what they thought about these things. We asked our doula what she thought about these things. We went and did our own research, read a lot of material on this. And so again, we decided, let's say, let's start with vitamin K, right? So the whole idea behind the vitamin K shot is that the child doesn't develop uh, vitamin K inside them until about five days uh, into their life on this planet. So I said to myself, okay, there is a reason why God, and, and I'm not pushing uh, Christianity or any other religion. I happen to believe in God, a creator, mother nature, you know, natural life, uh, something that makes this whole world work the way that it does, the real science that we should be trusting. So I said, okay, there's obviously a reason why God does not make the vitamin K in the baby until at least uh, five days into their life on this planet. So we're not going to do vitamin K. So we asked the midwives and they said, listen, we like to approach it on a risk-based assessment. So what happens is when the baby's born, if we see severe bruising or there's bleeding or any signs of internal bleeding, then we recommend the vitamin K shot. So we said, okay, we'll do that. We'll make the decision uh, in the heat of the moment. So we crossed that off our list. Now the eye ointment If the uh, woman, if the mom is tested, I believe it's for gonorrhea or chlamydia, and it comes back negative, then the baby does not need the eye ointment. Now, in the Rockefeller Medical Industrial Complex hospitals, they automatically, uh, I mean, they have to get your consent, but generally they try to sneak this in. They will stick it with the vitamin K. They will put the eye ointment in. It's a one-size-fits-all approach, okay? So if you have the test leading up to this and you're negative you don't need the eye ointment so boom we cross that off the list right then the hepatitis shot and there's a whole thing behind this and so we decide we don't need it we don't need it so we cross off all these things that we don't want going into our child's body and we would probably not have even gone down that path if we were working with an OBGYN and a hospital and not with this midwifery team all right so all of those things were taken care of right from the beginning now throughout this process they do some further tests they test for gestational diabetes in the mom maggie came back negative her levels were a little bit high but they took the test right after we had gotten back from poland where she was sneaking some polish pastry so i thought maybe her sugar levels were high also what the midwives told us was that if you are generally not eating a lot of sugar and carbs and we were on a pretty strict diet throughout this um throughout this uh pregnancy my wife was very 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 good with that they said well if you're not eating a lot and then we give you the sugar drink that they use to give you this test so you drink a sugar drink you wait an hour and then they do a blood prick and they send that in they said sometimes that'll show the levels are high so we crossed that off the list we didn't have to worry about gestational diabetes the third uh big test that they do 
is a GBS uh, Group B strep. And so about 60% of men and women have this bacteria inside their body at any given time. Well, what could happen is that the GBS can actually get into uh, the vagina. Then what they say is it becomes this risk factor. And they want you to have uh, antibiotics pumped into your bloodstream while you're actually giving birth and then this supposedly makes its way to the baby because they say once the water breaks the bacteria could move from your vagina up into the uh, womb there up into the uterus and it could end up giving the baby um some uh this, this bacteria which could end up causing some problems well we ended up running into a really tricky situation and this stuff happened about a month before the due date which was october 28th so we were sitting there stuck in a really bad situation folks so what did we do well old dustin broke out the internet and started diving deep and doing his research when i get back i'll tell you all about that ladies and gentlemen this is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold